You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the Grit and Bear It podcast, the first and only Hershey Bears podcast out in the world, uh, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, ding, ding, ding. So, the Bears had a 3-3 three and three we had to deal with this past weekend. Remember those, boys and girls? Yeah, 3-3s three and threes are becoming a vintage thing among the Hershey Bears, much like the 4-5s. and fives. Remember those? Hockey on Thursday, on Wednesday nights, and then three and threes. Yep. Schedule losses on Sundays abound. Yep. The Bears play a lot more less. Three and three these days because, well, the Bears, much like the rest of the league, decided, hey, if we're going to really develop a lot of these guys, we need to play more of a spread out NHL schedule Wednesday night games, some Friday ones, maybe some Tuesdays in there as well. So yeah, no more Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, at least not nearly as many. But we got one to deal with this week as we go all the way back to Friday night as the Bears are wrapping up a four-game swing that has seen three straight wins, nine wins overall in a row, and the Bears are going for double digits up in Oop State, New York, as we take on the Syracuse Crunch for our one and only visit to Ogatona County War Memorial Coliseum. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not called that anymore. Uh, it's called... Checks notes. Da, 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 da. Come on, HL. Oop State Medical University Arena. Mm-hmm. That's what we're calling it these days. The old building up there in Syracuse. It's been a while since I've been up there. Hopefully me and the guys can get back there one of these days. Syracuse is a nice building, ladies and gentlemen. It's old. It is very old. About as old as the old barn. And in some way, it kind of became what a lot of people think the old barn should have been. A constantly upgrading and renovating project to keep this old building around. And unfortunately... Um, War Memorial, it's always War Memorial to them, is a building that, well, it does need to be upgraded or Syracuse might need a different place to play. I mean, it's nice. It's not a bad building. It's old. But again, you look around a lot of other places in the American Hockey League now, Laval, Lehigh, even Wilkes-Barre looks better than what Syracuse is. Now I'm sure all the Crunch fans are going to get their Twitter thumbs up in, up in a ramble. How dare you? This building is history. How dare you? Much like people got upset when we moved out of the old barn. But the it's amazing they've dumped a lot of money into it. The place has hosted two All-Star games, I think. One or two in the past ten years. They definitely got one after all the renovations. But... Just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, they had to completely restructure their roof to support the new the new video board that was put in. And for all of you who want uh, Hershey Park Arena to come back, that's what's going to be, at minimum, needed to be done to bring the old barn back. That entire roof will need to be restructured to hold a video board. But that's 
another show. So the Bears are playing Syracuse there on a Friday night all the way up there. The Bears wearing their chocolate lame and Syracuse is wearing, what the heck is this? The AHL version of the retro reverse? The crunched pig's head between two fists? Throwback all the way to the dark days of the Anaheim affiliation? Columbus affiliation, anyone? It's been a long time since I've seen those jerseys. But they're still in the Tampa Bay blue and white. It's a little bit of black mixed in. Some people told me that it's their flashback jerseys. Oh, flashback Friday. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Cute. Can't wait to see the bl- blue version of these once we get past the new year. But the Syracuse Crunch, this is not the guns-loaded team that we used to know that had, you know, the eventually become the late 2010s Tampa Bay Lightning, the Andre Vasileski, Mike Angelitis, Syracuse Crunch, a team we couldn't beat for nearly three years. God, that building. And I think even Kucherov did some time there. But, um, yeah, they, Gabriel Dumont still there? Uh, Felix Robert is there. That's French. It's not Robert. It's Robert. Uh, let's see. Daniel Wilcott's there. The dude's been there forever. Career AHLer Gabriel Dumont, the captain there as well. Philippe Myers, former Phantom, now with them. And Annette Matt Tompkins. You may remember him from the Tampa Bay Lightning during the first month of the season while Vasilevsky was recovering from surgery from having to carry the Lightning for the past five years on his back. I kid. I kid. Good to see Vasilevsky back. Good to see him back. But the Bears and Syracuse go at it, and the Bears get into some penalty trouble early as Dylan Mickelrath just flings a puck and, as the kids say, just yanks a puck all the way over the glass. He knew it. I knew it. The crowd knew it. Off you go for two. They're Dylan. Now, people said I got on him in the past about doing a lot of dumb penalties. and This is not This is not one of those. So he skates off. Syracuse's power play is, is pretty decent. Pretty decent. But um, it's not like Zach said we really need to, to watch for the Syracuse team. It's not. We'll be all right. But Sean Day gets a shot. Throws it on net. Deflected scores. Well, Terry Morella gets his second of the season. Sean Day gets his eighth. And Joe Correll gets his third assist. one nothing Syracuse, 5-17 in on the power play. And I didn't get to hear it, but the Syracuse announcer did the thing. He did the thing that I've heard so much. Syracuse crunch goal. Scored by number 23. Three, well, Terry Morella. He sounds like the guy's getting grabbed every time he talks. It, it's it's a Syracuse thing. He does the same thing on the power play. It's, it's, it's crunch power play brought to you by blah 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 Honda. It's a beautiful thing because that's the motto of the car dealership. You do you, Syracuse. It's not bad. It's just really weird. All right, it's just really really weird. But thankfully, the Bears answer. As Ryan Hoffer, Hoffer comes in, it's a little two-on-two two battle, skating along with the Bear, drops it off for Hoffer. Rister on the way, and he scores! Ryan Hoffer with the laser past Matt Tompkins. Tompkins just, just went, well, that was fast. 
and just in the net, Ryan Hoffer, his second of the season. Good on you, lad. And we're tied at 1-1. All right? All right. I mean, Syracuse is, is I think Zach said, like 10-3 and three or something like that when, they're, when they score first. But the Bears have shown in this road trip, we can battle black, battle black. We can battle back after giving up the first goal. He's okay, guys. We got this. We won a Calder Cup by going down two goals. He's okay. We got this. We'll be fine. Another power play for Syracuse later on in the first. And okay, this has got to go better. I mean, we're having some trouble giving up deflections on the power play. You just got to box out and get guys a little bit better. But, you know, okay, remedy that and we'll be fine. And we'll be fine. Second unit for Syracuse come, comes over as Jack Thompson drops it off. Gage Gallif- Gage Goncalves comes up. Throws on the shot. Kick saved by Hunter. And it goes right to Michael Chafee. And he scores. The the old pad rebound. The old shot rebound. Mm-hmm. Just like Maxwell Smart in Get Smart. Ah. The old kick rebound trick. Mm-hmm. Went right to Chafee. And it's right in the net. 2-1 Syracuse. Mitchell Chaffee, his ninth. Gage Gal- Gage Gal. God, Calvis, his 14th assist. Oofta. Jack Thompson, water seal, his 13th assist. 2-1 Syracuse after one. Okay, okay, okay. We went down two goals against Wilkes-Barre. We'll be fine. Zach even has the magic touch when Hunter Shepard makes a great save. Oh, remember that save for later if the Bears come back. It's happened twice this year. It happened in game seven. And it happened against Wilkes-Barre. He's okay. We got this. We'll be fine. Into the second we go. And this is when, you know, Coach really shines. That he goes into the locker room, makes adjustments, and brings his team out ready to play. He's really good at making adjustments. And I remember Zach saying on the the pregame that this is a very blue-collar team. That this is a team that can be fast, but they'll throw you into the boards. They will battle you for pucks. And they will not give you anything. Like, you really have to scrape and claw just to get a goal. And this is one of those teams that feels like you work four or five shifts just to generate two shots on goal. And no more in the second period was that more evident when the Bears just could not get anything going. Then it, It's like... Syracuse brought back the neutral zone trap that the New Jersey Devils were so great at. Bears' breakout passes were getting picked off in the neutral zone. Cross-ice feeds were not connecting. Dump-ins were immediately picked off by Matt Tompkins. And even when we could get something going in the offensive zone, passes would get broken up or stuff would go out of the zone. And as the game went on, we only had like three shots in the second period. And I'm starting to feel it. Not our night. It's it's beginning to feel that way. I even typed that in the group text. I'm like, this feels like it's not our night. And my buddy immediately immediately rep- replies, yep, feels that way. But later on into the sec- second we go, and Syracuse just starts pre- just keeps pressing on their own. They're leading up 15 to 10 on shots on the Bears. 
Bears just getting outworked and out and outgunned, and Syracuse is in is in the zone. Crossing crossing feet attempt on their backdoor play. Atard scores. Tristan Atard is first professional goal because of course that's what we do. Gets his first professional goal. Emil Lyleberg is ninth, while Terry Morella gets his second assist. 3-1 Syracuse, and yep, I know where this is going. We all know it. We absolutely know it. And, oh, let's see what the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing. Maybe, oh, they're beating, they're one nothing on the on the Florida Panthers and Florida team. That ought to cheer me up. Oh, they can't score on the power play. They're one for 34 on the power play. That's nice. And Florida just scored to tie the game after power play. So much for that. Into the third we go. And it's just more of the same. It's just more of the same. Syracuse knows it has this game. They're beating the Bears on everything. The Bears are just getting outworked and outclassed and straight up out of luck. Daniel Wilcott gets the empty netter to make it 4-1 Syracuse. Wilcott his ninth. While Terry Morella gets his third point of the night with his third assist. And Philippe Myers gets his sixth assist of the season. And that's it. Nine game winning streak snapped. Syracuse wins it. 4-1 the final. Now... Some of you may expect me to get upset by this loss and think that, oh, well, he's going to lay into this team. And no, no, not our night. Not our night. Nine-game winning streak brought to an end. Due. Due theory. We were due for a bad game. And that's exactly what happened. Syracuse took it to them. We haven't faced a real blue-collar team like Syracuse this year. So, oh well. You tip your cap and you move on to the next game. You just you, you, Let's just get on the bus, regroup, and go home. It's a long drive back to Syracuse. I mean, back to Hershey from Syracuse. But they got back in about just under four hours. So, good on them. Really good on them. And the Bears were back at it on a Saturday night. Good to be back home. Yours truly back up on press row once again as the Hershey Bears took on the Cleveland Monsters coming off a, think, win against Wilkes-Barre the night before. So both teams traveled to Hershey. Can you hear my air quotes? Traveled. But as they, as I heard, they got in before too. Seemed like bus got offloaded. Everybody went home. Optional morning skate, not likely. Optional morning skate, and all right. All right, dress time's at three. See you then. Everybody get your sleep. And they pretty much did. Cleveland comes in, and Tarasov went the night before in Wilkes-Barre. So we're getting Cajun. I want to say Peter, Pavel Cajun. That's who we're getting tonight. The Bears also got some reinforcements because TJ Oshie came off the injured reserve and the Capitals sent down Hendricks Lapierre, who is waiver exempt, and was sent back to Hershey after spending the first, eh, 
core of the season up there in DC, which we will hear from Hendricks a little bit later here in, in the show. Um, you know, myself and Tony Adirondacks from inside the a- inside AHL hockey, um, got to talk to him, but we'll hear from him post game. So I'm up there in press row. It was a lovely dinner dinner. Some nights you don't get the best. Some nights it's chicken pot pie with biscuits and not a lot there, but tonight <gasps> stuffed chicken breast. Don't mind if I do. And there's macaroni and cheese. Hershey, you shouldn't have. And stuffed cheese balls. Wow, those are some... Nope, not taking a swing at that one. Nope. And, ooh, cookies as well. I will be fat, dumb, and happy tonight. And um, head back up. Head back up. Talk to the friend. Talk to the boys a little bit. And out comes Hershey. As Clay Stevenson leads them out, Pavel Cajun skates Cleveland out in those lovely blue jerseys that they wear now. Oh my gosh, they are fantastic. Still want to see the Blacks though. I don't know if we're going to see the Blacks this season. We might. We might when we go to Cleveland in March. We might see it then. Um, Their whites, their whites are fine. They are fine. Again, I don't know if we're going to see them. But the Blues, they're lovely. They're absolutely lovely. So, Hendricks LaPierre comes back into the lineup. Uh, Logan Day out. Dmitry Ozopov in. Nothing wrong with Logan Day. He's just taking a maintenance day. It's a 3-3. Somebody's got to sit. So, Logan's sitting. It's fine, everyone. Calm down. Logan's fine. So, we go at it. They're in the first period, and this time it's Cleveland getting into some trouble as they go off for tripping, and the Bears' power play gets set up, and oh, look, we're back to the five forwards thing. All right, it sort of worked before, but okay, we're going back to the fi- to the five forwards thing. Joe Snively over at... Joe Snively out there over at the point, over to Ethan Frank, winds, fires, deflected, scores! Alex Lamoe with the deflection. I heard that all the way up in front in press row. The rubber just hitting the stick and goes right past Cajun. Alex Lamoe's is six. Ethan Frank is eighth. Joe Snively with his 13th assist of the season. And it's one nothing Hershey. Power play goal. Fantastic for the guys. On a power play that's... Um, I have it here somewhere. Where is it? Where did I put it? I know I brought it home. Where is it? I'm going to find it after I do all this. Did I place it down here? Did I place it down here? Yeah, I did. But, um, yeah, I brought the wrong one back. I brought the rosters back instead of the stat sheets. Right, I took the rosters for other reasons. But anyway, but anyway... One nothing Hershey after one. All right, good job by the boys. Boys, my myself and Tim, friend of the show, up there on press row, and actually Tony Adirondacks made it out. After I was like, "Hey, you're gonna make it out to Hershey?" When he was in Wilkesbury on X or Twitter, and he's like, "Nah, nah, not this time." But he actually made it out anyway. Good on him. Good for him. And Bears get another power play 
in the period. And this time, oh, Cleveland's not going to let them get set up. Every time they get it in, throws right back out and right down the line. Down the line. And I'm trying to type something away. And I'm hearing the, oh, from the crowd. I'm like, look down. There's Ethan Frank skating down the ice. Cuts in on stage and pulls the puck over to the right. And stage and's like, ah, and extends the blocker side up. But Ethan just goes, nope. Goes other side and Stajan's just like, crap, and it's in the net as Ethan Frank scores his 12th. Joe Snively gets another assist. Mike Vecchione gets another assist, and it's 2-0 Hershey. Two power play goals for the boys to get them up early and at the end of the period as well. Okay, special teams didn't do well last night. Special teams doing well tonight. Go figure. Hockey tends to work that way. Into the second period we go. And the Bears still showing their their dominance. They're leading 10-7 on shots. Bears get another power play as Owen Seliger goes off for cross-checking. Puck gets dumped down all the way down to the corner right in front front of me. Me, Mike Vecchione going to get it. Going to get in comes another monster. They battle for it and wham! An elbow gets thrown and oh, that gets Mike right in the cheek. And down he goes. Oh my goodness. Plays blown dead. Yeah, he's going off for that one. That's just an elbow that's just reared back. And is it a two or a five? If there's intent, then yes. That could be a five and bye. But no, no. And he's Mike's down for a little bit. He gets up and starts skating. And I look down, I'm like, okay, he took a nice lick. He appears to be okay. So type out there on the old socials, takes an elbow to the face, but appears to be fine. Skates off, skates off, and uh, other guy gets put in, and it's five on three. Now, later on in the period... Corey said, I haven't seen Mike Vecchione on the bench. Oh. And apparently he put out, here's the hit that sent Mike Vecchione to the room. Oh, okay. Oh, so that elbow was high and caught him up. Okay, concussion protocol. Okay. All right. So he's not fine. But then again... I have a few other Bears fans tell tell me, what do you mean looks fine? He's hunched over. What are you looking at? And I'm like, I just look down and he's skating. In my eyes, in that moment, at that precise moment, he appeared to be no worse for wear. At that second when I looked, two seconds later, yeah, he's hunched over and probably seeing stars. I didn't see that. If I would have saw him hunched over, then yeah, I would have said, oh, this doesn't look good. Optics, people. Optics. Gosh. Oh, well. I guess if I'm getting lashings on social media, that means I'm doing something right. Five on three for the Bears. Five on three. Bears get set up. Bring it in, lads. You know what I say. Bring it in. Bears get set get set up. Ethan Frank back out to the point. Over to Miroshenko. Wine fires and kid. Bring that shot in. You're not Ovechkin. 
Stop it! Gets it back round to Ethan Frank. Ethan Frank. Scarbosa skates it in. The five on threes. Bring it in a little bit. Rister, but it's a slow one as Dubain tips it and it goes past it in! Unchange up that changes direction! And it's 3 nothing Hershey! Five on three power play goal. As Pietrick Dubay gets his 11th. Mike Scarbosa is 19th. Ethan Frank. Frank is 9th. 3 nothing Hershey. And you know what the coach is doing on the bench. He's singing, singing the music. The music man at this point. We got trouble with the capital T that rhymes with P that stands for power play. Delightful. I will always break out a music man reference when I can. 3-0 in the second and you're feeling the game turn. The game's starting to turn at this point. At this point, Cleveland gets a long shot in on Clay Stevenson as I guess it was a dump in or I thought it was a shot and it hits a stanchion and bounces way out and just lands in the slot where there's no one the puck just ping and just dies right there in the slot and ethan frank goes yunk scarbosa's like i'm open bro ethan frank just throws it up and scarbosa just skates in like leroy and just comes comes in on cajun cajun's like oh crap oh crap oh crap scarbosa and he shoots he scores Mike Scarbosa goes low blocker and beats Cajun for his ninth of the season. Ethan Frank, another assist on the night. Four points for Ethan on the Frank. Ethan Frank tying his career high with four points. Four nothing. Four nothing Hershey. And I'm looking down and I look over at Tim and he's like, <laughs> he scored. I'm like, yeah. Boom, Mike Scarbosa scored. He has. Scarbosa's passing's gotten better. Later on there, there in the sec- second, Haman Achman Artel, and it's all Hershey at this point. It's all gravy at this, this point. Throws a pass up Pietrick Dubay. Skates down the left side. Comes in on stage and, and just comes in and backhands it. And it goes top corner again. Oh, my goodness. Patrick Dubay with a filthy backhand. That just goes up and into the back corner. Oh my God. Dubay. Where the hell did we find this kid? Where? Dubay, his 12th. Hardy, his third assist of the season. Let me just check on something with, with Dubay. At least the AHL's mobile website is helping me out with this he's already got 16 points 12 goals four assists he's already halfway to his point total from laval last season are you freaking kidding me this guy's just racking it up my goodness five nothing hershey and the coach just looks and time to go to the bullpen it's time to go to the bullpen and I see Tarasov. He's like, yeah, let me get my glove. Just got it. Got to get my glove on. Uh, yeah. Got to do the stretches. <sighs> got to get all warmed up. Warmed up. Got to stretch the hammies. Got to stretch the hammies. And Cajun's just skating off like, yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Tara. Yep. Good on you, man. Yeah. I'm done. Where's my cap? Where's my cap? Thank you. 
and just sits down. It's the old walk of shame. As a goalie, you hate to do it. 5-0 Hershey at the end of two. And there was at one point when, even when Tarasov came in, the Bears had like a minute and a half of where they stayed in Cleveland zone. And it was just puck movement. There was no shots. It was to the point, to the side, skate around, back out to the point, keep the puck in. Guy comes out, guy comes on, Pat. Well, to the point, to the perimeter, throws in front, knocked around, recollected, skate back around, back around to the point. One guy comes off, one guy comes on, and we're just fucking with them at this point. We're just absolutely toying with them, toying with our prey. It's all but over. 5 nothing at the end of two, and the Bears are more than content with getting this little baby to bed. Bears lead on shots 20-15, to 15, and it's not even that close. Into the third, the Bears are just, we're on cruise control. We know we got another game tomorrow. We're playing hard, but we know we got this game. All we got to do is make sure Clay Stevenson has a really, really good game. He's playing very, very well, and I hear Tony D- down the down the road going, hey, he might get another, another shutout. Shut up! Tony, don't say it. Well, I didn't say it in that time. Don't care! Don't say it! And God bless uh, uh, Jesse, who just comes over. He's like, hey, Ethan's leading in assists and points on the season. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. Passing along those little nuggets to the media so we can... But we continue on here in in the third. Um, Bears get into some penalty as Joe Snively draws blood on a high sticking. It goes... It goes nowhere. Still 5-0. Still playing very well. Chase Presky up to Jimmy Huntington. Jimmy Huntington on a streaking. Hendricks LaPierre throws one in on Tarasov. He's like, I got it. I got it. And there's a puck squirts by. I ain't got it. And it's in. It's in across the line. And Tarasov falls over. 6-0 Hershey on a squeaker with three cues. Hendricks gets his first back as a bear. Jimmy Huntington, his fifth assist. Chase Presky, his 11th. 6-0 Hershey. And let's count it down. 3-2-1 win. Bears win it. 6-0 the final. What a bounce back for the boys. As Clay Stevenson gets his, his fourth. His fourth shutout of the season. We're not even at Christmas yet. And just let, let's... Let's just put this into perspective a little bit. Hunter Shepard, who's our boy, has been splitting stuff with, with, with Clay Stevenson. We all love Hunter. Hunter's our 1A. Clay's our 1B. Hunter, at this point, is 9-2 and two on the season with a goals against average of 895. Had some... Last night's game's not going to help. I mean, he had that 7-5 up in Wilkes-Barre. That didn't help. Goals against average, 2.70. Not bad, not great, but not bad. Clay Stevenson, eight and three, three shutouts, save percentage of a nine thirty three, and a goals against of one seventy three. That's our number two. Yeah, and it's only December. I mean, Hershey is a goalie factory. We've known that for the better part of two decades. Brendan Holtby, Freddie Kasivi, kind of. Philip Grubauer, who's still in the league. Philip Grubauer is probably going to start in the Winter Classic in a few weeks. Still going. 
Vitek Vanacek, Ilya Samsonov, still out there. Hunter, he's going to get some time somewhere. Phoenix Copley, out in L.A. 10 plus years of just churning out goalies. Were they all great? No. David Leggio and Joe Kanata, anyone? Hmm. I mean, Zach Fucali, serviceable last year, did pretty good. Got himself a ring and went off to Russia. Nothing wrong with that. But the Bears, we're a goalie factory. And we just keep pumping them out. Where do we keep finding these people? But the weekend's not over for the Bears. Because we get one more we got to deal with. It's Sunday. It's ugly Christmas sweater. And it's Hershey Park past night. Yep. It's a good night for me to go back up on press row. And we'll talk about that right after this. All right, Bears fans, take time out of the podcast to talk to you about DraftKings, one of the sponsors of this fine podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Lord Football will not be with us much longer as we have a month to go in the football season. College football is just wrapped up with the annual Army-Navy game, but college bowl season is right around the corner and sweet playoff implication NFL Football is being played, and that's plenty of gambling options for you at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football bowl season kicks off this weekend on the 16th with many such great bowls as the New Orleans Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl. Oh, that's not being happened because it's being renovated. But plenty of great college football bowls for you to bet on and play some sweet action this holiday season. What's better than getting gifts? Getting a little sweet gambling action in on the side at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. Now customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21+. plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See dkng.net slash hockey for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you so much to DraftKings, the sponsor of this podcast. All right, let's get into it. The Bears were back in at it on a Sunday afternoon. It's a three and three, everyone. It's yeah. As we take on the Charlotte Checkers, who also had their three and three in dealing with Wilkes-Barre, and no, there was Cleveland that played them. I think it was they went from Rochester to Lehigh. Ew. Ugh. Ugh. To 
take on the Bears. And sorry, I got distracted a little bit there for a second. So Charlotte facing us in a three and three. The Bears have a three and three after playing Syracuse on Friday, coming back home for two and winning against dear Lord Sunday night. My brain's fried by beating Cleveland six, nothing. And I kind of had this feeling that like, you know, we're really setting ourselves up tomorrow. We're really setting ourselves up, but no, no positive thoughts, positive thoughts, because it's Christmas. Everyone it's ugly Christmas sweater day. <laughs> I had enough of this at the Ren Fair last, last weekend. Okay. Cards out on the table, everyone. I got to give you a little bit of honesty. Well, I shouldn't really say that. I'm always honest with, ev- with everyone here. Okay. I'm getting a little christmas out, everyone. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I love the holidays. I really do. I'm just getting a lot of it right now. I'm getting endless Food Network stuff. I'm getting endless competitions. The holiday themes. I know, Hulu, you have... I know, Disney Plus, you have Home Alone. I know! My favorite YouTube critics are all doing Christmas-themed stuff. And I know. I I, I know. I'm just... I'm, I'm getting a little christmas out right now. And it's only... Uh... December 11th. I know I've got two more weeks of this stuff. And it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Because over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start hitting holiday parties and stuff. And it'll get better. Just the the holiday season is getting to me a little bit. And the Bears did ugly Christmas sweater jerseys. Which was a thing. And everybody at Giant Center encouraged to wear your ugly Christmas sweater. The staff is doing it. Gives people a cheap excuse to wear it there and wear stupid holiday shirts that says, Santa is my bestie. Let's take an Elfie. When I think... No, I can't say that that one on here. Grinch mess shirts. Grinch on hoodies. You see where I'm going with this. It's just... It was a lot. And the Bears skate out in their Christmas sweater jerseys and... It's a little hard on the eyes because you have the big sweater design on the front with gold numbering and gold captain C's and gold captain C's and A's on it. And when you skate in the back, you just see white. You just see the white in the back. The pattern doesn't doesn't continue and the gold numbers. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just really weird, okay? So... Bears and checkers on a Sunday and it's also Hershey Park past night. Yay! Woo! Mm. And it's raining. Yay! Sorry, hit the cord. Uh, but we start out. Puck drop, we're underway. Five o'clock start, television game. <laughs> On top of everything, okay. And Charlotte just takes it right to us. Just absolutely takes it right to us. So much show, they get a shot in front. Rebound, and they score. Literally, that's what it was. Rebound, two wax, and it's in the net. Mackie Shamosovich gets his fourth. Patrick Kodarenko. Why? And Casey Fitzgerald gets his fourth. one nothing, Charlotte. When we're not even... Uh, 60, carry the 71 seconds in. 
Yeah. Okay. 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 We're fine. We're fine. Down one nothing. We're fine. Clay Stevenson. Okay, he's not going to get the record for Bears rookie shutouts this game. He could tie the rookie record with five. The all-time record is seven, set by some goalie in the 30s. And, oh, what's the most a rookie has had in the American Hockey League? Most shutouts? 12. Goalie that did that? Some guy by the name of Matt Murray played for Wilkes-Barre with 12 his rookie season. 10 10 and 11 when he did it. So, okay, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, but Charlotte's just beating Hershey to everything. 5 nothing on shots, 3 minutes in, once again, back to the point, long shot, scrambling from the net, Clay can't find it, it's chipped in. Patrick Gillies on the doorstep, cleaning up. Guys, what are we doing? 2 nothing, Charlotte, Patrick Gillies is third. Riley Bazzino is, is fourth. Skyler Brendamere his second. Yes, Rod's boy is in Charlotte. 2-0 Charlotte. And Hershey just gets boat raced in the first 10 minutes. Down 7-0 on shots. I mean, yeah, th- th- there's a 3-3 three and three hangover, but come on! The crowd's out of it. 9,000 people at Giant Center, and it every bit looks it. Are just sitting there... Are just sitting there scrolling away on their phones, probably sending Christmas gifts to everyone. And I mean gifts. That's G G I F. That's what I meant, not gifts. Not gifts. Just gifts. Alright. So Charlotte gets another power play to start midway through the great. I'm looking over at I'm looking over at Tim at Genius Sports. He's given that look in his eye. He's not actually looking at me. He's looking at the television that's got Buffalo and Kansas City on it, which is much more entertaining at this point. But the puck's able to get slapped out of the zone on a clearing attendant. In comes Hendricks LaPierre. He's in. Cuts in. Holds. Deeks on Spencer Knight, who just completely whiffs on the poke check. Holds. Holds. Shoots. And he scores! Hendricks LaPierre just undresses Spencer Knight. And yes, there is goalie equipment everywhere. Spencer Knight. How'd this guy get a job with Florida team last year? Go figure. Hendricks LaPierre, his second. Jimmy Huntington with a great pass out. His six assists. Daddy Dylan Mickelrath, his fourth. And Jimmy just skated over and hugged his bestie like, yeah! And then in comes Daddy going, good job there, son. Good job. Very proud of you. All right, 2-1. Okay, we're back in this. We're back in this. He's okay. We got this. We're going to be fine. Except here's the problem. We're not fine. We're not fine. Because it's a three and three. The legs aren't there. The Bears keep getting into penalty trouble. And I don't care what you think about the refs, Bears fans. I don't care. This is what happens when you have a three and three. You play sloppy. And when you get sloppy, you get penalties. It ain't the refs fault. Refs, you suck because guys are falling over on each other because you think the Bears are entitled to a penalty because a guy fell over? I'm going to quote the great Tony Soprano. You're entitled to shit. Chance of refs, you suck every time a call doesn't go your way. Whining and crying. 
because, oh, they don't like us. Guys are getting beat up. Welcome to hockey! Idiots. But the Bears are getting outplayed, outclassed, outgunned. Halfway through the game, six shots on goal. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And it's not like they're putting a bunch on net and they're missing. They're not even getting into the offensive zone. A breakout pass misses their guy and gets picked off by Charlotte. They're practically giving the puck to them. We don't want to win the game. Charlotte, you have it. Am I yelling? This was by far the worst Bears game I've seen all season. And after two, the shots are eight, 18 to 8. The Bears only had three shots on goal. You ain't winning games getting three shots a period. Oh, well, the Bears could, they, they, they could, they, they could do what? They could do nothing, that's what. Beginning of the third, the Bears try to get back into it. To it. Charlene takes a penalty. Lucas Carlson goes off for hooking in a power play that actually did have, did actually have decent and throws one a crossing feed Scarbosa for Huntington and the stick just wasn't there. And it just falls into the same trap. A power play that can't get set up. Set up crossing feeds that get broken up in the neutral zone. The Bears can't even get across the big championship logo at center ice without turning the puck over. Okay, so we get by this power play. We're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Be fine. Lucas Carlson at the point for the checkers. Long shot, pad save, rebound, and that's in two. So Mosachev again, and I'm not just saying this because I, because I'm I'm a I'm repeating myself on the replay. These were all rebounds, rebounds in front of Clay. Box out, tie up sticks, kick pucks, shove a guy down. Shamo, who cares? His fifth. Lucas Carlson is eleventh. Will Lockwood. His fourth. Bears pull Clay Stevenson with three minutes to go. And actually get set up. But yeah. Nobody's shooting. Everybody's looking. Am I watching Pittsburgh and Panthers again? Where it's just all perimeter stuff and nobody's looking? Guys tried throwing a few on net. But either got blocked or you missed the net. Spencer Knight had had a... at the exception of one goal, had an easy night in his net. Absolutely easy. He had a chocolate daiquiri and was reading How the Grinch Stole Christmas. In fact, he could have watched the 2019 Grinch on a Kindle and still won this game with the way the Bears were playing. Time runs out. Bears lose. 3-1 the final. And I didn't know there was history on the line today because if the bears had won today they would have gotten the fastest 20 wins ever beating beating the 0809 team thank you to Jesse Lieberman for that and i didn't know it was the 0809 team i thought it was the god mode team but me forgetting the god mode team actually lost a lot a good chunk of games in in october 
You know, the 08-09 cup winning team, the one that kind of gets forgotten among those cup years. The golden era of giant center hockey. And this is frustrating. Because I know these guys can play better. I know it's a 3-3. Three and three. And you know what would have helped with this? Beating Syracuse on a Friday. I know, not our night, blah, blah, blah. But let's say we beat Syracuse. And, and we lose this game. This would have been one of those, not our night, 11-game winning streak, nice run, 3-3, three and three, pfft, fine. Or if this was a sloppy 2-0 game that was really 1-0 and a lucky bounce here and there. I could maybe forgive that a little bit more. But this is a game where the Bears got outworked. Absolutely outworked. Couldn't win puck battles. I understand Vecchione's injured, but shouldn't impede this offense that much. Next man up. Coach Nelson had a lot to say about this team. It was one of the more interesting press conferences I had with them. And I guess the boys are just going to need to rest. This comes out on a Monday. And you're going to have to. Because you got to stretch of games coming up. It's not a lot of three and threes, but these are just things that you're just going to have to go through. The league doesn't care. Oh, it's a three and three and we're tired. Nobody cares. Everybody gets tired on a three and three. Nobody cares. Find a way to deal with it. We don't have a lot of these during the season, but they will pop up and you are just going to have to deal with them. All right, so where do we go from here, Bears fans? Where do we go from here? Well, the boys will be back at it on a Wednesday to take on the Providence Bruins at Giant Center. Dollar Dog Night and Wacky Wednesday Beer Night. I wish I was kidding. And then back at it on Saturday when Le Rocket de Laval comes to town. Pepsi bottle, bobblehead night. Hunter Shepard getting his bobblehead. Two, two trophies with that and then on sunday dreamers hollow children's night <laughs> i think that's a good night for me to be up in the press box sounds like a good night to do that and then the following week as we head into christmas weekend towards the weekend before christmas and we will friday night be traveling to springfield to take on the springfield thunderboids for the first time the season actually no up there at Mass Mutual Center, um, we'll face Springfield for the first time on on Sunday, and we'll take on Providence once again. Yes, I will always do that, and you can't stop me. On the twenty third, and it's Ham Shoot Night, everyone. One last game before we hit the holiday break, and then uh, three pack of games to end the month. But we will deal with that when the time comes. Variety of opponents is a lot for this Bears team. And um, that'll and all right. Let's take a look at the uh, at the standings. Hershey's still in first place. Everyone is okay. Everyone, it's okay. We're fine. First place in the division, thirty-eight points at nineteen and six. Providence is in second with thirty-three points at fifteen five and no Hartford. Why did I say Providence? Hartford in second place with thirty-three points. Providence. They're getting their crap together. Six game in a row winning streak. (laughs) 
They do this crap every year. We, they, I think they're out. I think Providence is out. I think this is a year I don't have to worry about them. Then wham! Six-game winning streak around the holiday. 13-8-1, 29 points. Providence sits in third. Springfield sits in fourth with 26 points at 12-8-2. Wilkes-Barre sits in fifth with 25 points at 11-9-3. Charlotte sits in sixth at 12-10 at 12 and 10 and 24 points. Lehigh Valley also has 24 points, but they're at 10, 9, and 4, lower percentage than the Checkers. And then in dead last is the uh, Bridgeport ugh, Islanders at 6 and five, six and 15 and 1 on the season. Good for a worst record in the entire league. How they ever win 6, it's a miracle. But don't worry, Bears fans, we're still atop the league. Now, I know, Bears fans, I've seen you on social media celebrating this. Look who's sitting atop the league. Everyone, it's December. Calm the fuck down. Calm the F down. It's only December. So, that'll do it for the Grit and Bear It podcast for this week, everyone. Busy 3-3 three and three weekend. And we've got a 3-4 and four coming up, so... You know, we just got to get right back at it, everyone. You know, the fun part of the hockey season is is almost coming to an end a little bit as we'll be reaching the first end of the first half of the season. But the fun part of the season is still upon us. It's still the holidays. It's still the time for us to continue to get points and enjoying this holiday hockey. And I know all of you will. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings as always. And of course, as always, thanks to you Bears fans for making this podcast possible. For all of you who listen to this, it means so much to me for all of your subscriptions and everything. I love it. I appreciate it. I really do. And I'll see you at Giant Center this weekend, either on Wednesday or Saturday or Sunday. Don't be afraid to come up and say hi to me. And I... Absolutely love it. Keeps me going. But until next time, go Bears. And I'll see you at Giant Center. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast and go Bears. Go Bears.